We are Hope Church Guildford. This is a recent recording from our Sunday morning gathering. We hope you can join us at the Royal Grammar School on Guildford High Street, Sundays at 10am. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning and um, welcome to Hope Church. And this is a recording of Sunday morning's message. Uh, that was given on Sunday the 27th of March and um, this morning we're in Mark chapter 14 and we're going to be um, yeah, reading through this key passage and what we'll do is we'll read it then I'm going to share a bit of context about the passage and, uh, and then we'll pull out three, three key things. So Mark chapter 14 Verse one. This is now we're in the just the final few days uh, before we get to the kind of Easter weekend uh, in in the book. So it says this. Now the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread were only two days away, and the chief priests um, and the teachers of the law were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him, but not during the festival. They said, or the people may riot. While he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She's done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you and you can help them any time you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priest to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted to hear this and promised to give him money. So he watched for an opportunity to hand him over. So there you have it. Um, that, that, that's our, our passage for today. And um, let me, you know, you might have noticed that right at the beginning and at the end, it starts it starts and ends with Jesus' death. Right at the start, we got um, it telling us about how this was the Passover time and how the chief priests and the teachers of the law were scheming to arrest and kill Jesus. And then at the end, we get Judas going off um, uh, and, uh, and how the, the chief priests were delighted to hear that he, he would find a way to hand them over and so would promise him some money. And yet in the middle of it all, we get this picture of this woman who did all that she could. Those are the key verses. She did all she could to honour Jesus. The priests were more concerned about the crowd. In fact, they were just they were just seeing all the people coming to the temple as getting in the way of actually trying to kill Jesus. And then you've got Judas, who's clearly more concerned about money, which we find out about uh, towards the end of the passage, um, to really understand who Jesus is. And yet in the middle of all, we get this, this woman, Mary, Mary of Bethany, who perhaps is one of the very few who actually understood what was going to happen what was going to take place even though jesus has declared over and over and over again about what is going to take place that how he's going to die he's going to be crucified he's going to be killed he's going to be buried and then he's going to rise again that we find out over throughout the gospel that the disciples don't get it certainly the pharisees and the teachers of the law don't get it but here mary does and she comes and anoints 
him with oil. And, and Jesus declares, hey, this, this was actually to prepare me for my burial. And, uh, and he honours her for that. This, uh, this, uh, these few verses that we've read about, they're also talked about in John chapter 12 and Matthew 26. And, and they give us a bit more detail uh, to the story too. And so um, we find out that it wasn't just Simon the leper there, but also Lazarus was there too. And you can imagine the conversations that must have been happening uh, around, uh, around at this time. Uh, you know, Simon, oh, isn't it amazing? I've been healed from my leprosy, which he would have been at this point, you know, by the very fact that he's here at this at this uh, gathering means that he would have been cleaned of, cleansed of it. And, uh, you know, he might be boasting about that. Yeah, check out what Jesus done to me. And then Lazarus steps in. Well, I was dead, dead. And I was raised to life. Um, uh, amazing conversation. And, and um, you can imagine all the conversation going on. We, we've heard even in the passage that, you know, what Judas has kind of got up to and what he said. And we've heard about what the Pharisees think and what they've said. But actually, in it all, Mary doesn't say anything. We just get her actions. And um, in, we find out that in, I think it was in Matthew, that it was Judas actually who's the one who was indignant at the perfume that she pours out on him. And he, we also find out that he was the treasurer and that he would have taken money from the treasury every time there was like a collection or something like that. And uh, it also tells us that he was a thief as well. And so um, that kind of makes sense that at the end, it's Judas is the one that actually goes off and he finds another way to get money. And why he's indignant because, you know, he doesn't care really. It's, it's a complete sham, isn't it, that he really has any concern for the poor. No, he's, he's concerned because that bottle of perfume which is worth something like 300 denarii which is very expensive could he could have pocketed lots of money out of him that's why he's indignant he doesn't really care about the poor and and just talking about that perfume this again a bit more context this this alabaster jar of nard is we would we, we know that this is costly it's pure, it's unadulterated, nothing's been added to it. It's probably been imported from India and a year's salary is roughly worth about 300 denarii. So, you know, uh, imagine having some perfume in your household worth, you know, I don't know, the average uh, salary in the UK. I don't know what that is, 26,000 or something. I mean, it's an it's expensive bottle of, of perfume. It would have been used for kings and kings' burials and things like that. And, uh, and yeah, here we have... Uh, Mary, Mary of Bethany coming and pouring that on Jesus. And, you know, it's a bit of a reminder because a few weeks ago we had another woman declaring that Jesus is the one that she holds most dear with this, with the, the widow who comes and gives two coins in the offering. And now we have uh, Mary of Bethany, who's, who's obviously well off, maybe the other end of the spectrum, breaking uh, a really expensive a uh, bottle of perfume to pour out and honour Jesus. But the two key things that links them both is it reminds us it doesn't matter whether you've got little, whether you've got a lot, whether you, you have plenty or you don't have much at all to give. Jesus looks at the heart and he honours both of them for how they come towards Jesus. At the heart of the matter is a matter of the heart. And isn't that what we've been hearing about these, these, this last week as Jesus has been touring with his disciples, as he's been talking over these last few weeks, as we've been going through all these different things that he's been talking about. It's all about our heart attitudes. And so this morning's talk, I've called it the heart of worship. 
the heart of what is the heart of worship and you know i guess in this we get two we get different types of responses you get one response is from like judas and the pharisees and their kind of response really to worship is what can i get what can i get you know what can i get out of this of of this uh, of of worship what can i receive from from jesus in fact and you know jesus he he uh, judas sorry approached mary's offering thinking what could have he had gained out of it and it's so easy isn't it for all of us i guess to approach church or worship or christianity or or god in those kind of ways with an attitude of well, what can i what's in it for me how can i get it lord how can you uh, heal you know how can you heal me how can you uh, 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 give me the answers to my prayer needs and or we can come to you know to songs god will you fill me through this song would you speak to me in this time of worship and or well, i'm not sure about this because i don't like that and it's so easy for us to become self-consumed and self-absorbed when we come to worship and to christianity when we come to jesus and that's what judas did he came to jesus thinking what can i get out of this and Jesus' response is, come on, come on, Judas, like the poor will always be among you. You know, they're always going to be around. You should serve them anyway. And uh, you need to get on. And, you know, do notice that this wasn't Judas, uh, Judas's perfume. It wasn't his to give. And yet he was thinking about how he can gain from it. And Jesus saying, come on, Judas, out of what you have, you should, you should serve those who are most needy around you. And that was one type of attitude. What can I get? What can I get out of this? But Mary's attitude was completely different. Mary's was much more, hey, what can I give? What can I give? How can I serve? How can I love? How can I um, worship King Jesus? And uh, there's three key things I want to pull out. And one is that um, for, for Mary, all of this was personal. It was close up. You know, you can imagine, like, we, we read here that she anointed his head. In John, I think it says that she anoints his feet. And uh, in Matthew, it kind of is just like a representation of the whole body. And I guess that from head to toe, she comes and it's close up. It's relational. It's, it's intimate. It's loving. It's personal. Um, and it's, you know, she, it's clearly not the first time that Mary spent time with with Jesus, she spent lots of time with him. It's a, she has a close relationship with him, and she honors him. She worships him, and you know, like I said already, she doesn't say anything uh, in the text. She just, whilst all the business of life is going on around her, while the Pharisees are, um, you know, are, are plotting Jesus' death, while Judas is thinking about the money. Money in in other uh, in Matthew, we find out about Martha, who's sort of busy, kind of making sure serving and wanting Mary to make sure that she's with her, serving everyone to make sure that she's been, that everyone is being cared for and looked after, and and kind of thinking, what are you doing, Mary? Come on, stop wasting the money and stop, you know, come and help me. Um, here, Mary, no, sh- her for her at the heart of worship is a priority of personal relationship with Jesus. And she's there, she's close, she's intimate. So as well as being personal, it's also sacrificial. We've already talked about how this pure nard cost loads. And yet she humbles herself. She comes and pours it out on Jesus. She recognises that her, her deepest sense of security is not in personal possessions, in wealth, in kind of any kind of sense of security, but actually it's in Jesus. And so she sacrificially comes. She says, hey, just like the widow with the two coins, all I have is yours. 
all all I give, I, 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 all I have, I give to you. And, and verse eight, it says, you know, Jesus says, Jesus honest her and says, she did what she could. You know, we're never asked to give what we can't give. We're never asked to do what other people are doing or to compare ourselves with others. What we are called to do is to come and uh, do what we can. And she did. She did what she could, just like the widow with the two coins did what she could. And it was sacrificial. Both was sacrificial in their service, but ultimately bowing down and serving their King Jesus. And then third thing was that it was total. You know, back then, you, we didn't have the sealable containers like we do now, where you can open a bit, pour a bit of perfume out, close it back up again, or, um, or oil or whatever it is that you might be using. Back then, it was all contained in, in like a jar. And once that jar is broken, then you, you use it all. It's, you're all in. It's all or nothing. There's no going back. And that's what she is. She's, she's all in. She did all that she could. She's all in for Jesus. And it's total. It is like it's a total devotion, total worship, total her whole life, everything about her. She said, Jesus, I'm yours, I'm for you, I'm with you, I love you. And I and so a good question is, well, what about you? You know, what's what's your heart of worship like? What's your relationship like with Jesus? And you know, those the application I guess is quite obvious. So let's just go through them. It's some good questions for us to be thinking about. You know, so for how is your relationship with God? You know, how are you do you have a personal relationship with him outside of Sunday morning, 10 a.m. to half past 11? What's your relationship like with Jesus? How, what's your, how do you, you know, what's your time like with him? What's your prayer life like with him? What's your Bible reading like, like with him? Do you know him? Do you spend time with him? Do you spend time talking to him? Do you spend time praying to him? Do you spend time just worshipping him in the car on the way to work or... When you're walk, going out for a walk with the family or when you're just going around doing the house chores, when you're doing the hoovering, are you spending time? Just, just does he, Do you know him? Does he know you? Do you have that intimate, personal relationship with him? And what, what, when we think about our sacrificial relationship towards him, you know, in what, a good question to ask might be, in what ways are you saying, what can I get out of this? You know, it's so easy, isn't it, for us to be like Judas, to, to come to church or to worship, to come to Christianity, to come to our home groups and thinking, oh, you know, what can I get out of this? How can I, what can I get? But how, what is our attitude like to what we can give? Are we giving sacrificially? Are we contributing? Again, it's not just, this isn't just about finances. This is about our whole lives. How are we contributing to the people of God? How are we giving to the work of Jesus? How are we uh, stepping out of ourselves uh, with our time and our energies and uh, our comforts and and being sacrificial with all of those things to to give to Jesus it's, for Mary there was no going back um, she broke it, it was and uh, and so uh, that third thing is it was total let's remember this total and I wonder what you know good question what are you or what's holding you back from giving everything to Jesus it's worth noting that for Mary, she had to break something to worship God. She had to break that jar to worship God. So a good question is, you know, what what kind of things do you need to break in your life to uh, to come to Jesus? You know, what what sin, what habits, what bad attitudes, what what places have you put your security in? What idols do you have in your life that you just need to like surrender to let go and uh, to you know because there's there's no plan b 
you know, for Mary, there's no plan B. There's no like, oh, well, I'll, I'll seal a bit up and and save that for a rainy day. No, it's, she's all in. She's she's total devotion, uh, heart, worship to Jesus. And, you know, it's costly. So costly, isn't it, following Jesus? It is costly. All these things, you know, taking time, having that personal relationship, sacrificing some of the things that we hold most dear and surrendering them to him, being total, all in, breaking the, the, the bad attitudes, the bad things in our lives. It's, it's costly following Jesus. And, you know, she had, it talks about how the others were speaking harshly towards her. And yet she doesn't, she doesn't kind of try to defend herself. She doesn't try to justify her own actions. She just quietly gets on and uh, serves Jesus. And, and it's actually Jesus that ends up. Jesus stands in her place and, and she on, he honours her. And, and he says, no, no, actually what she's done is a beautiful thing because she's preparing uh, me for my burial. He, he honours her just like he honours the widow with the two, with the two coins. So... There's two things I'd like us to do. And um, yeah, the first thing is let's take a moment, shall we, each of us, even now, let's take a moment to pray. Let's take a moment to pray. And uh, let's, let's pray that we would be people who have a personal, sacrificial and total relationship with Jesus. There might be things that even now, you know, as you're listening to this, you just need to repent of. You just need to say sorry for. You need to ask God's forgiveness for. And amazingly, He is, He will forgive you. His, his, uh, the Bible promises that, doesn't it? He promises that that for all those who come and repent, they can receive the forgiveness from God because He has come to restore and redeem and renew each and every one of us. And so, let's you know, even now, why don't you start to just do business with God? You know, again, commit your life to him again. Tell him you love him. Repent for those things that you need to. Ask him to help you to break those things in your life that you need to break. Put your trust in him. Just give you a few seconds to do that. King Jesus, we want to thank you that you are our great high priest. You are a wonderful shepherd. You are the one who we love and honour and adore. You are the one who, whom uh, we just we worship fully. And we thank you, Jesus, that for for this for the Book of Mark. We thank you, Lord God, that you are on mission to bring the good news of the gospel, of your kingdom to this earth. It's your primary responsibility and you enjoy to have us partner with you. And just like Mary has come and worshipped you and uh, and as she's shown us a wonderful heart attitude towards you, Lord, I pray would you help each and every one of us uh, first and foremost think about what can I, what can I give? How can I tr- uh, grow my relationship with you? How can I have that close, loving, personal relationship with you. Help us, each of us, Lord, to take time every day 
to worship you, to submit our lives to you. Lord, we, we know that it's costly, that there's sacrifice involved, that it's sacrificial, Lord, following you and trusting you. I pray, help us, help each of us for those things that we hold most dear. Help us not to hold our security, our sense of well-being, our sense of uh, who we are, our identity in those things, but to come to you. And, uh, and Lord, I, I pray where we need to break bad habits, bad thinking, bad attitudes, with sin issues in our life, secure, you know, places we put our security. I pray, Lord God, would you help us to, to break those things in our life and to be all in, to no going back, doing all that we can to trust in you for our lives. Lord, we do love you. We worship you and we thank you that you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Amen. Just like to finish up by reminding us and uh, on Sunday we took communion uh, you might want to do that in your your groups this week or uh, with your family um, you know it's amazing you can do that wherever but to remind us that you know with the smell actually in his nostrils Judas he went off to betray Jesus to go and receive some money to go and to go against the purpose of God to not step into worship but there was a smell in his nostrils. Jesus went away to prepare himself for his burial. We're going to hear next week about how he has the Last Supper. We're going to hear about how he, you know, the Garden of Gethsemane a, few, uh, a week after that and um, all that he does to, to come before God and to prepare himself for what he will take on. And in Jesus, we have one who just embodies the heart of worship towards his heavenly father amazingly because he knows what's it like those three things what it's to have a personal relationship with god the father and he loves god the father and do you know what he also loves us so much so that he was willing to give up the things of heaven to come to this earth to reconcile mankind back to God because he loves us because he wants a relationship with us because he is a personal God he's not far off and distant and aloof just watching and for us to kind of you know work through our own mistakes no he's willing to come and he Jesus intercedes for us daily before the father he cares for us he loves us he's willing to take our burdens and he is a personal God and he loves you and he knows you he knows every single hair on your head and he's for you and he wants a relationship with you and he wants you to be restored and reconciled to the father jesus is personal and jesus is also sacrificial like i said he gave up all the riches of heaven all the things heir to the throne all the things that he had he gave it all up to sacrifice himself to come to this earth as a baby born in a manger born out of wedlock born um not to royalty and nobility but just born to to joseph and mary and uh, he lived his life he died he was crucified he was whipped tortured beaten he was buried in the grave and praise god that he was raised again resurrection life and he sacrificed so much so that we could come and have a personal relationship with him hallelujah praise god for all that he did giving up sacrificing all the riches of heaven to send his son jesus to this earth and then it was total it's not like parts of him were sacrificed like his hand or his foot or his leg or something no it was he was all in his whole life as an atonement for our sins for for our whole lives he took the place that we deserved that our sin uh 
you know um, requires of us is death and and uh, and yet Jesus takes that place willingly for us that we can be justified by God that we can be clothed in righteous robes that we can be known and loved by him he gave it all up for us his death for our life it's just amazing news and it's amazing that we're able to come and we can take communion we can celebrate together we we remember all that Jesus did in uh as he came to this earth and and rose again and we thank god for him we remember that we celebrate that we praise we praise him for that and uh and it inspires us doesn't it to press on to all the things that he called us it inspires us to be people who trust him who look to him who develop that relationship with him who who are willing to even give up some of the things that are most precious to us to serve him and who are all in total not holding back but stepping in to all that he's called us to thanks so much for uh, listening uh, today and for stepping in for being the church that god has called us to be to step into all that he wants for us let's let's be working on developing this week our relationships with our king jesus okay. god bless you Thanks for listening. We meet on Sundays at 10am at the Royal Grammar School in Guildford. We look forward to seeing you.